Welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. This is episode six, Holiday Wishes. I am your host, Morgan, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about retail wishes going into the new year, because, you know, I work retail, so some hopes and wishes um, about what would be nice for next year. Um, Even if I'm not working retail next year, who knows, but yep, we'll just go into that. We'll also do reflection on this past year since we are in the last hours of 2018 and I'd rather just get this one out of the way before Christmas and everything and yeah, just general happy holiday wishes to you and yours. It may get a bit ranty when it comes to reflecting on this past year, but I'll do everything I can to keep myself in in check and on track. So... All right, guys, if you're up for it, I'm up for it. So let's just get this puppy rolling. Sit back, plug in, and enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back. This is going to be a bit informal only because... I'm in the middle of doing laundry. I don't have a script or anything written up, so, I mean, you know, that's, it is what it is. And this is supposed to be an informal one anyways, because season's greetings and recaps. So, yeah. So let's just jump into it. Um, let's do, let, let's just kind of jump into recap of the year. So, like I said, I'm doing laundry right now, so I apologize if this isn't the best recording quality. Or if there's a few awkward pauses and stuff like that. I'm just doing some housekeeping stuff that has kind of got put on the back burner and pushed off until now. Uh, One, we are in the thick of the holiday season and quite frankly in the last little push of it for sure. So there's been other stuff. Work has been absolutely crazy because like I said, I'm currently working retail at the moment so work has definitely been crazy anybody that's ever worked retail understands this and they they at least understand that it's the crazy time of the year um i guess that's one of my retail wishes for next year is please if you've ever worked in the customer service industry at all in any capacity whether it's retail um hotel coffee shop or fast food. I I really wish that people would not forget about their experience and time spent working in this industry and can be complete shitheads to the people that are currently or still working in these industries. Like, y'all complain about the same thing and... There's never enough cashiers. There's never enough this. There's, they, um, poor planning on the store's behalf. Uh, they don't say Merry Christmas anymore. They say Happy Holidays. Or they say Merry Christmas and they don't say Happy Holidays. And it's not inclusive. I mean, you, you know the complaints. You've heard them. Okay, sorry about that. I'm back. That was just a call from Aaron because I'm over at my dad's doing laundry because our apartment doesn't have a laundry um it has a laundry facility but um we don't have machines in our apartment 
So, yeah. Anyways, um, and right now, because of Christmas and everything, we're a little on the uh, money's tight side. So, okay. That was my lovely ringtone, by the way. So, sorry about that if there's copyright issues. I tried to end, tried to pause this as quickly as possible. So, forgive me. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me later, but whatever. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm back to folding laundry again. In between loads, super duper fun. But, yeah, if, like, you've worked retail or anything like that, you know the complaints. They're the same year in, year out. My first job was retail 2005, and now in 2018, it really hasn't. The complaints have not changed. They are still the same. So if you've worked in retail, if you've worked customer service, please, 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 and you're no longer in the industry, please, just please, retail wish period is please don't forget where you came from. Please don't forget where you started and just try to be a decent human being to those that are still in the retail world that are waiting on you, serving you. Just, just don't be a dick. Most people are actually pretty decent about it, but then there are quite a few, too, that, you know, haven't, <clears throat> it's like they have amnesia or something, and humans are known to be one of the most amnesiac, it's a word I'm making up, I guess, it's like we seem to have amnesia. We don't like history, we get rid of it. Um, people that conquer other people tend to get rid of the history that they don't like. It's a reoccurring theme throughout our world. And we as human beings, even in the short term, tend to forget where things come from. And we tend to forget, like, if we've made it and we're successful. Some people remember their struggles, a lot of people don't. So just try to be conscientious and kind to others. <sighs> so, guys, I am super tired. Oh, man. Recapping on this year. This is the first year that I've had a kid in school. That is super duper fun. And there's been a lot of ups and downs with that. Like, oh, man. Just a recap of my oldest's school career in kindergarten. Super fun. Um, I remember just a little bit ago, shortly after, before Thanksgiving, shortly after Halloween, he got in trouble because he was playing on the playground, I guess, and he had mentioned that, like, he was the ruler of, um, the devil and the this world and the world that you go to after you die and of course it's shortly after halloween so it's like bear in mind that goblins ghouls witches and all that all these halloween movies have inspired some of that creative imagination play that he had going <clears throat> we also he my kids really like the book of life and the disney movie coco and that of course is on the um, Mexican, Latin American, South American mythos of the land of the dead, the land of the remembered, the land of the forgotten, and Zabulba, and all of that. And um, so he was like, he was a, he was fighting vampires. My son was fighting vampires. He had mentioned that he was um, 
that he was the protector, but which made him the ruler, because he's six. So six-year-old brains are creative and imaginative, and how they just work things out and change things and, like, um, process things is, is bloody fantastic and somewhat terrifying. But we had been watching, like, The Book of the Dead... Or the Book of Life. The Book of Life, my bad. Book of Life and um, Coco. And he loves those movies. My daughter loves those movies. Like, my kids just love those movies. And, like, his teacher had mentioned something. Like, I got a message on Classroom Dojo, which is this app that teachers use to keep in touch with parents and so on and so forth. Not a real big fan of it, but I also understand it. Like... There's a love-hate relationship with it. But anyways, got a message and how it's all like, oh, we like to have positive um, play and positive type stuff. And that's not appropriate to talk about at school. And it's like, okay, you're absolutely right. And this was on a Monday, too. So this was after Sunday. And we're not an overly religious family, but we have gone to church quite a few times. My son has been to... Um, Sunday school and stuff and some of the messages and everything, they do talk about the devil, so that makes sense. And then, of course, if you believe in Christ, the devil has no power over you. Or it's really hard for the devil to have power over you because, you know, Jesus defeated him, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, so when the teacher's telling me this, I'm like, okay. I ask my kid about it, and then he tells me exactly like, you know, oh, the the movies that we watch and then, you know, Sunday school and stuff. And he just couldn't figure out what he had done that was wrong and how it was not positive. To me, it was like, okay, I get it. And a lot of other kids don't particularly care for what you're saying. And we are in Indiana now, which is kind of the beginning of the Bible Belt or part of the Bible Belt. So I get it. But at the same time, it's like, so do I have a conversation with the youth pastor at church? Do I have a conversation with um, all my pastors and go, hey, by the way, you can't teach about the devil because apparently my kid talks about this stuff at school and, like, I guess it's not appropriate. Um, Other kids don't like it, even though they go to church too and, like, they know about all this as well. Like, I don't know. Like... And I told my teacher, do I, or I told my kid's teacher, like, do I have that conversation with them? And also, we like the Book of Life. We like the movie Coco. It makes sense as to why he, the ruler of this world and the world that you go to when you die. So do we not expose him to culture? Do we not teach him about other cultures? Is that, like, I've, I've failed to see what, like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to navigate this. Do I... Do we not? Do we stop what we do? Like, do we stop watching documentaries on the Mayan and the Aztecs? Do we stop watching, like, history? Like, what what do I do? And she was like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense and everything. And it's just one of those where it's like, all of a sudden, you throw logic and reason. And then it's like, uh, ooh, oh, well, no, no, we're fucking Satanists. And we teach our kid that... Uh, the devil is our friend. No, that's not at all what we do at our house. And if that's what you do at your house, we live in a country where there's religious freedom. By all means, do that if that's what you so choose. 
so it so we did have a talk with our son <clears throat> that you know hey you know religion's just something that you just don't talk about at school separation of church and state kind of gave him a little rundown of that because he's like what's separation of church and state he's six so you know kind of broke it down a little bit found some videos and some literature on it and explained it as age appropriately as we could even he's just like well that's dumb I thought we had freedoms it's like okay <laughs> you are grasping concepts far beyond your age how oh god oh goodness Oh gracious, golly darn, okay, yeah, this is great, like, this is what happens when you watch a lot of documentaries and stuff, I guess, and your kid just gets totally fascinated, and you actually, um, encourage free thought and critical thinking and stuff like that, I, I don't know what else to equate it to other than that, like, we do encourage that, we challenge, um, beliefs, we challenge, um, thought processes we we you know when he does something well why did you do that okay what motivated what was the motivation behind doing that and you know we get him to think analytically and critically and logically and reason and there are times that that kid i mean everyone's all like the moment that they found out that um his name was marshall they're like oh that's a strong name and that's a lawyer name I like that. Like, what, what, what the fuck does that even mean? A lawyer name? Like, what? Okay. Um, and he definitely does have a strong personality, so I guess the name was overall fitting. So, that's good. Good on us. But, and that kid can reason his way out of pretty much anything. There, like, he is quite intelligent, and I'm not just saying that to, like, brag on him. It's just, there are times that I'm just sitting here actually cursing the fact that he is as intelligent as he is and that we have raised him how we have raised him because it's like ha 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 we are so screwed ah you never this kid is going to outsmart us great now i really have to think instead of being one of those parents that just kind of you know <laughs> okay here you're just a moron and i love you and i like keeping you blissfully ignorant because then I, when I tell you something and you don't question it because you don't know much of anything, I don't have to worry about this until you're a teenager and you actually start learning a lot of different things. So, cool. We're just going to keep you in the dark for as long as possible because it's just easier that way. No, we've never been those types of parents. Never. And we have since realized that we have created very independent children, very free thinking and very critically analytically thinking children that use logic and reason. Even our daughter who's two can like, there are things that she reasons her way out of. There are things that she does and it's like, Oh my gosh, like what is going on? So that's, that's been fun. Our first year of school has been really great. There's been times that Aaron has been, like, really upset because it's like, uh, what are you saying? That we suck at parenting? That we need to parent our children? Like, what, what are, what's going on? And it, it is a personal point where 
when somebody from the outside tells you that you're not, um, when they, they say something and they don't realize that they're challenging your parenting, it, it does strike a nerve and it is a little on a, the proud side. And then of course he just like cursed and like, not like swear cursed, but just like, God, she's, she's so, his teacher is so young. She's like, what, 24? Doesn't even have kids of her own? How could she possibly know? How could she possibly understand? And it's like, dude, I get it. But at the same time, you have to understand where she's coming from. You have to understand the area in which we live. Even though we've always lived in the U.S., there, it's just we're in a different part of the country and there's different ways of doing things. That, that's all. That's all. Just down, boy. Down. Relax. I am just as furious. But I also try to check myself before I wreck myself. And usually Aaron's very level-headed. And he was pretty level-headed, but then, you know, of course, when you get to thinking about things, it's still just one of those where it's like, oh my gosh, seriously? Like, my response. And of course, quite a few of my friends. When I reached out to some of my mommy friends, like my friends that have kids and whatnot and have kind of had their kids in the uh, public school system, it's like, has this ever happened? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> help me navigate this. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't know anymore. I just don't know. Help. Help. SOS. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. And you know, it's kind of funny because I've got mixed, mixed bag of nuts on that one. Mixed reactions. Um, you know, I've had my completely cynical jackass friends go, I would have just told her that we're Satanists. And I'm like, oh, you know, five years ago when I was younger and dumber, I would have done the same damn thing. I would have been like, ha, ha, we're Satanists. And that's why he said what he said. And what are you saying? That we can't raise our kids that way? By all means. But I'm older and wiser and more understanding. And it's just like, okay, gotta think, gotta stop, gotta take a minute and think about this. And it's like, yeah, no, I mean, you know, gotta think from her point of view and the whole separation of church and state, blah, blah, blah. Like the, some of that talk is not okay at schools, understandably so. And of course, that's how we, and of course, trying to have that conversation with our child. Like, you know, it's just what it is type deal. So, um, so of course, you know, you can't just automatically go, ha, we're Satanists. No, that's just dumb. That's just childish and petty and ridiculous. And, and it's also not fair because what, for the people that actually are, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, uh, so it was just one of those where it's like, okay, you know what? Let's have a conversation with our kid. Let's, um, try and explain it the best we can to the teacher and just uh, everybody comes to the same conclusion. Just let's not talk about this. This is not okay to talk about at school. This is not good. And it's not that it's not good. It's just people don't understand. So until you're a little bit older and until people have caught, like some of your peers have caught up to you, then that's where it needs to be. And so and it, it worked out fine. He's not had any incidents since. Like they play mine, they play pretend Minecraft at school and stuff. And so, you know, 
we've moved on. It's, it's all good. But it was still just, I don't know. That was just one of the points of, wow. I had no idea that we were so different. I don't know. Or that, like, I don't know. It's just one of those where you never think you're going to get called for something like that. You don't really think that that's going to be an issue until it is. And then you're just like, oh, wow. So, so also with Haven School, um, it's just been fun and interesting because, um, like, I don't, we never got a news, a school note about, like, um, a Christmas type rehearsal or program um, act thing where they sing like Christmas songs and stuff at school and I have pictures and I remember when I was in school like the Christmas program before Christmas break was you know something that parents and kids and teachers everybody looked forward to every year you know and it's just kind of weird because I was all excited that, you know, hey, we've got a kid in school this year. This is something of a Christmas program, of Christmas performance. Like, this is something that we actually get to go see. And it's like, no, there's none of that. Like, he did not have one. Um, our son did not have one this year. Like, I don't know if it's just his school or if it's a new thing. Just, I, I don't know. On the one hand... It's like, well, nuts. I really wanted to go see something like that. On the other hand, it's kind of nice. And it's like, okay, that's one less thing to add to everything. So to add to like the stress and everything. So um, also a recap of the year too. Uh, Aaron had a little hiccup with school because of the hiccup with the VA. Those of you that aren't vets or anything, um, there was a problem with funding for people that were going to school. Some vets got overpaid. Some vets got um, their payments like shorted and all that because of a computer glitch. It was this whole hoo-brah-brah. Brah. Um, some vets didn't get paid at all and are looking at being homeless as well as getting kicked out of school and getting slammed with the debt because... They thought their tuition was paid through the uh, veterans, through the VA, um, through the veterans thing. And, like, their housing stipends got all buggered up. Their tuitions and their books and stuff got all buggered up. And they're coded differently than traditional students. So, and it turns out that Aaron was one of the ones that was affected. He was getting underpaid, but... Either way, it was just one of those where it's like, it finally hit the fan, finally made national news, and like not super big national news, but it did make the news, and it made, and of course, we both check obscure, random little um, news feeds here and there, and we keep up on stuff like this. Um, we also recently have been keeping up with what's going on in France and their revolts and stuff like that. And it's just kind of funny because <clears throat> like we knew what was going on. I knew what was going on. Aaron was keeping up on it more than I was. 
because he's a much better person. He's, he, well, he has more time to devote to it. Let's, let's put it that way. He's a better person at keeping up on stuff like that, where myself, I just, I get so caught up in like work and, and caught up in other things as well that there are things that I would like to keep better track of. There are things that I would like to keep current on and, um, but at the same time, sometimes kids, life, and other, um, other obligations and prioritizing, it just sometimes doesn't work out that way, unfortunately. So, um, but keeping up on all that, that's fascinating and I'm not going to go into it overly much because really that's not what this episode is about, but it's just a recap of the year. The whole Oscar thing. We've never really watched the Oscars, so, I mean, that's not really a big deal. But, like, the whole Kevin Hart debacle, that's more of a current, within the last few months type deal. And it's just crazy madness, and it kind of begs. I've always begged the question once I heard about it. was like, well, here's something that nobody's talking about. Um, what was the race of the person that decided to look up these past tweets of Mr. Hart's. Were they black? Were they white? Were they Asian? If they were anything other than black, couldn't one argue that they're racist? Because the Oscars were under fire either last year or the year before for being whitewashed and not a lot of black representation. And so then you finally get a host of the Oscars that's black, or at least another one in like how many ever long. And all of a sudden he's getting accused of being homophobic and all that because of tweets he made 10 years ago. And it's like, why was there so much energy put into that? And my question is, what then? How now, brown cow? If they were anything other than black, then wouldn't, couldn't somebody flip the script and say that they were racist? That they didn't like the fact that there was a black host and that they devoted that time, effort, and energy to add to the race wars that are going on? I mean, I'm just saying, it's just a question, because then that's just, again, my my petty bullshit side. But my mature side is, no, it really does beg that question. Were, what, what were they? And if they're not a part of the LBGTQ community, I mean, and I hate that word allies. Like, if you're not a part of the community, and I get that you um, support the community, that's fine. That's great. But also, but then you can also flip the script and go, and it begs the question of, like, if you, if they weren't black, then they could be racist. They could be pegged as racists. Whoever found those tweets and whoever devoted all that attention in that smear campaign, because that's what it was. It was a smear campaign. At least that's how it's coming across from the reports and stuff that I've read and seen. And that, in those tweets, he also spoke, Mr. Hart did speak to them in an interview with Rolling Stone in 2010 or 2011, sometime like a year or two after he made the original tweets, blah, blah, blah. And then he has since come out and like he's stepped down. He's no longer the host of the Oscars come 2000, like the current Oscars coming up, which is like 2019, whatever. I don't, again, the Oscars are not a big thing for me anyways, but it's just like it does. And here's the other question that I beg, like not only logic and reasoning, takes a hold and it's like well everybody's talking about how awful this is but 
how awful is it that the person went and found those tweets in the first place? To what? Discredit him? To get him knocked out of being a host? And again, what race were they? Because then you can say that they're racist. And you can flip it on its head like that, if you so wanted to. But it also begs the question of, with this whole push for being inclusive, we are being exclusive. Because then we have to prioritize what matters. What community matters? The black community? Or the LBGT community, which one is more important? Because if you push out a black host, then you're poo-pooing on the black community. But if you leave him there, after those um, comments were made 10 years ago, then you're poo-pooing on the LBGTQ community. And my question is, how about you don't poo-poo on either community because He's already come out and he's already spoke to it and he still will come out and he's still speaking to it. He may not apologize because at the time he may have felt that way. Um, or it was just the fact that maybe as a parent, he's so into like, you know, sports and stuff that if his son was gay, like he wouldn't be able to at that time in his life, he probably, like, you know, speaks to the failures of him as a parent you know, for not being able to, how, could, how do you relate to something you don't understand? And then as a parent, how do you navigate those waters? Like, you still love your kid no matter what, but at the same time, they're not what you wanted them to be. And we all, anybody that's a parent, we all have wants for our kids. We want them to be normal. We want them to be family stone. The Family Stone is a great movie, and it does speak to this. Like, you wished for a gay son? Sarah Jessica Parker's character was all like, wait, you wished for it? You really did hope for a gay son? But I mean, wouldn't that be? And nobody, and I, on the one hand, you're just going, oh, and it's totally a cringeworthy scene, but it's a real thing. And it's, and we have to be able to talk about this, and to not be able to talk about this like, that's the one thing that I have seen. It's like, as the years have progressed and as they've gone on, some of the memes that are making their way over social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them, like, it's just, ooh, 2018, nothing would fly. Home Alone, 2018, CPS, kid gets taken from family, parents end up in jail for forgetting their kid. Like, stuff, a movie like Home Alone could never be made this day and age. So luckily it was made in the 90s and people had a sense of humor and, you know, didn't, it was a movie. It was a dumb movie. It was just for entertainment. Like, dude, <laughs> parents, I mean, and here's the worst part. You would think that parents would not forget their children, but then again, every fucking summer, we have to have these stupid reminders and stupid warnings about how... You know, oh, don't forget your kids in the car. Don't forget your kids in a hot car in the summertime. Don't forget your pets in a hot car in the summertime. Don't forget your kids in a cold car in the wintertime. Don't forget your pets in a cold car in the wintertime. Bring your pets inside. We have to have these reminders of things that should be inherently and intuitively obvious. Yes, some parents would forget their kids in the past, but it wasn't like, it wasn't all the time and it wasn't like completely sensationalized. It was mainly regulated to the local news of the time. And as we become more connected via the internet and everything, we've become so much more disconnected 
and there's this huge disconnect and you and we're seeing it in like 2018 and so for 2019 it's like everybody's terrified now of what's going to be the new thing in 2019 or hopefully 2019 will be the year that we just get over all this no it's been years building up it's going to be years coming down unfortunately that's just how it is and I'm probably going to get a lot of slack and a lot of flack on like this. And I'm not saying that right, that it's right, that it's wrong, that it's indifferent. I'm just, where do we draw the line, I guess? And that seems to be the number one question that I've noticed. So recapping, where do we draw the line? Where are the lines drawn? Where do we as a society go, okay, enough, we're done. Let's move on. Let's, let's talk about more important things. And we're so wrapped up in stupid, petty stuff like Kevin Hart here in the U.S. that most Americans, you ask them about what's going on in France, they have no fucking idea. Or they know that there's like some type of revolt, that there's some type of revolution, but they just don't understand what it's about and they don't get it. And it's just... It, like, we don't really want to put a lot of time, thought, effort, and energy into it because it doesn't affect us. And it's like, on, and I hate when people have that attitude of, oh, well, it's happening not here in our own backyard. It's happening elsewhere, so it's not going to affect us. If we took that mentality head in the sand, then the world would be a lot different if, if things had just kind of progressed the way, um would have progressed to where we never got involved in like World War II. And that's an extreme, that is a complete, and I understand that it is a completely extreme um, example and circumstance and that it happens in the land of what if, but at the same time, it could have been a reality. You don't, like, we don't realize how close it was to being a reality. Luckily, it didn't end up that way, and that's good, but I, but at the same time, things had to progress so far, and they had to get so bad before people finally just were like, okay, done, and I guess the opposite of love is indifference. It's not hate. It's indifference, and when you create indifference, and I guess that's what I've been seeing is like the creation of indifference. Like we all want to compare and contrast to like these um, European countries and these foreign countries. <clears throat> and we all want to just talk about how bad we have it here and how bad it is here. And like, oh my gosh, it's always so bad. But like when you see what's actually going on in the rest of the world and in these different countries, it's like, no, it could be far worse, guys. So... I guess um, I wish people would stop comparing and contrasting. And I wish people would realize that grass isn't always greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you tend it um, type deal. I guess that's what I really wish overall. And I really wish that I can continue to instill and harbor critical thought and analytical thinking um, with my kids and that they can grow up where they can talk about certain things and have open, calm discourse. And it's like people don't understand what discourse means. They think discord and that's not at all what, it's like people don't 
know what discourse means anymore. They don't understand that word. It isn't a common word that we use in everyday English language. With all the slang and everything that we're speaking, yes, I get that languages evolve over time, but when you actually use a word like discourse and people are like, they start like poo-pooing on you <clears throat> and they start going, oh, see, look, you're into discord. And it's like, I did not say discord. Discourse is a mature, rational conversation where two people of opposing sides come together and actually have a calm, methodical, logical, reasonable, mature discussion, debate. If you don't want to call it discourse, let's, let's have a mature debate then where you're not putting somebody down, where you're actually allowing somebody to have the floor, say, speak their piece, then you speak your piece and sometimes you can find a common ground, sometimes you can't. But, uh, you know, as long as we're able to have those open conversations, it's still pretty good because a lot of places they can't have those open conversations. They can't have those discussions. When you start regulating speech and everything, it's no longer free. And then who's, who's determining what's free, like what's hate speech, what's not, what's right speech, what's wrong speech, what's good speak, what's bad speak. And then we end up going right towards Orwell Scott's 19, what, 1986 uh, with Big Brother. I forget the, I always forget the year of the book. I always forget it, but I've read it so many times. And I've read Animal Farm so many times, and they're just really good pieces. But either way, we start heading for that type of reality, and people don't realize it. And they always go, no. And truth is always stranger than fiction, guys. And art imitates life. Life imitates art, vice versa. It's, it, when it comes to art imitates life and life imitates art, it's like the chicken and the egg. What came first, the chicken or the egg? An amoeba is the answer single-celled organism that evolved and mutated. That's the answer. Whether it started off as a little humble egg or it started off as a little piece of bacterium that then grew some sentience. It always had sentience, but it then grew more sentience and then it just adapted and changed to its environment. That's the answer, I guess. I don't know. I don't even think the scientific community has quite figured that one out, but art imitates life, life imitates art, chicken, egg, egg, chicken, eh. So yeah, that's just a brief recap. And I know that I hit on some points. Mm, I mean, that's the other thing too, is that people want to complain about this, like complain about how they have it so rough and how they have it so bad. And yet um, that Egyptian actress, that got in huge trouble for the dress that she wore. She was looking at five years of jail time for wearing a dress that here we would have been like, ooh, that's pretty, a little risque, but pretty. And she wears it there in, in her own home country at some award show, and she's looking at possibly spending five years. Well, of course, all she had to do was an apology and blah, 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 and it ended up turning out okay, but not okay. Like, they're just certain stupid things. And then, of course, oh, it's the holiday season. And then our holiday music. Like, thank you for attacking our wonderful 
songs that we all grew up on, songs that we liked and like, and nobody keeps historical integrity or historical, um, they don't keep the history in mind. Like the whole baby, it's cold outside. Oh my gosh, so much flack about that song. And the worst part is, is that it like hit a fever pitch in 2018, but let's be real. It was a problem last year. It was a problem the year before that. It's finally gained a lot more traction this year because it's the perfect environment for this. It's the perfect fucking storm for this. And it gained a lot more traction with like these younger people. And it's just, it's like, are we indoctrinating our younger generations? Is that what we're doing? Cause that's what it feels like. And that whole song, it was her being coy, playing hard to get, she wanted to stay too. I mean, it's, it's, whatever your thoughts and opinions are on that song, it's just a song, it's for entertainment. Hostel was a ruthless, disgusting movie. And yet people love the fuck out of that. Fucking Purge is a disgusting, deplorable, awful fucking movie. Series of movies that they've now turned into a hit show on Netflix. And yet nobody is poo-pooing or fucking talking about that. But baby, it's cold outside. Fuck you guys. That is an awful song. You listen to that, you're adding to the rape culture. And... We got to really push this Me Too movement. I just, what is going on? There are things that we would have been outraged about in the 90s. Like, shortly after Columbine, those, that fucking group of mothers that was all against Marilyn Manson would have 100% been fucking, oh my God, foaming at the mouth with a movie like Purge. The Purge. They would have been foaming at the mouth for games like Grand Theft Auto. Like, no, you can't release those. No, those are bad. And yet nobody does anything about that anymore. It's perfectly okay. It's fine. It's okay. Like, I just, what happened? (laughs) It's like we've somehow got our priorities all tangled up. And man it's like after my cats attack some of my yarn for some of my crocheting and knitting projects it's like oh fuck do i grab the scissors and just start hacking away or do i try to save as much as i can and do i follow the thread back and get it back on track and then re-spin a, a ball out of this game and get it back to save salvage as much as I can and and get it back to where it's usable again and that's also the beauty of human society is that we do this we rise we fall we rise we fall it's no different than the ebb and flow of the tide tide comes in tide goes out storms roll in bring a lot of debris cause a lot of awful destruction and then they go back out and then we pick up and it, and it makes room for new, like the fire destroys everything. And then it, but out of the fire, there's a cleansing with it. There's a regrowth and a rebirth, you know, like the phoenix from the ashes. So it's, it's the beauty that we are just so resilient, I guess. And this too shall pass. It's temporary. This too shall pass. And... I'm not a huge New Year's resolution type gal. It's, it's 
not even because I'm lazy. It's because when you set goals, I like to set little bite-sized goals. So like for my podcast, I've, I've said it before in multiple episodes that I am trying to get better at keeping myself accountable and by um, trying to stay on track. Yes, I know that the last few weeks I've been a little off and a little late on um, getting some of my episodes recorded and out, but I feel like I've been rather consistent. They, I have an episode come out consistently every week. That's at least a good thing. I'm consistently ranty. That's always a good thing. So I'm just going to take a sip of my soda real quick. Oh my gosh. So I'm consistent on that, which is a lot better than I've ever been. Um, also a recap on this year too, like speaking of that, I've, I've been consistent. And so I like to keep bite-sized goals, little goals that add up to the bigger goals. Like I had this goal of starting this podcast. I had been talking about it for quite a few months before actually doing it. And I'm actually pretty proud of myself that, uh, that I've been doing it, that I have been recording these episodes. I'm sorry that they get a little off track. I'm sorry if they get a little ranty and I'm sorry if I say anything overly offensive, but I'm not trying to be a provocateur. I'm not trying to openly in a malicious way, provoke people. I just say what's on my mind. And if it's provocative in order to provoke thought and in order to provoke change, you have to be a little provocative. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't know why people treat it like it's such a bad thing. So, but anyways, like I just, I've been talking about doing this podcast for a while. I had mentioned it like a year or two ago and I hadn't done anything about it. And so now I'm actually kind of proud of myself, really proud of myself that I'm actually doing it. And I... I love my coworkers. I absolutely love my coworkers. I hate them at times, but I do love them at the same time. Because a few of them have actually been shamelessly plugging my podcast at work. And I'm just sitting here like, no, I haven't launched it. Don't tell people. What are you doing? Because I've, I've done a few um, announcements over our PA system, or I've had to make a page or two over our PA system, and I always thought it was really weird hearing myself talk, and a lot of people at my workplace get asked to do pages, and they don't like doing pages because it's really weird listening to yourself, and you're like, do I really sound like that? Ooh, I don't like how I sound, and so a lot of people won't do that, so <laughs> and, and so I would I would just do it because I'm like, fuck it, whatever, who cares? It's got to get done. And I'm a farm girl. You see a gate that's open, you close a gate. You see something that gets done, that needs to get done, you just fucking do it. You muscle up buttercup and you just do it. You add it on and you prioritize and you get her done. So it's like, oh, I don't want to do a page. I hate how I sound. But you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it. It's got to be done. No one else is doing it. You guys are all just standing there complaining about who's going to do it and who's not going to do it. And we're just wasting time. So... Pick up that, pick it up, hit the button, attention. And then if I had to do it, I was like, all right. I've... And then when people would do it, they would sound just so dead. 
or just so like, ooh, I don't know. It just wasn't, just wasn't pleasant, <laughs> I guess. And I, it's not a pleasant thing, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, if I have to do this, I don't really want to do it either. But you know what? Let's have fun with it. So I'd be like, attention, good morning, good evening. It's that wonderful time of the night where it's time to go get cards. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? It's time for cards. Line up, line up, line up, everybody line up. Let's go outside for cards. By the way, guys, it's about 38 degrees. You might want to bundle up, get on your gloves, put on your warm coats, and I'll meet you out there. Like, I would just have fun with it. And so, and so it's kind of funny because at a certain point in the uh, morning hours, like at four or five o'clock in the morning, you have some of the day shifters start slowly shuffling in. And there's been a few times where I've had to do um, a few and pages with some day shifters there. And I'll never forget it. Like last week or the week before, uh, one of our day shift associates was like, wow, she should really, she was in another part of the store. I was up front and she's like, wow, who was that? And then one of my overnight coworkers was like, that's Ashley. <laughs> and, or, well, that's Morgan. And it was just, it was just one of those where it's like, oh, she should be in radio. <laughs> like, well, she does have a podcast. And it's just like, huh. Well, this person didn't know what a podcast was, so they're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's like, well, it's like radio. But, yeah, no, it was just kind of one of those where they've been shamelessly plugging for me. And I'm like, oh, oh, that makes me so nervous. Okay, thanks, guys. So, um, wow, yeah, this does not, this is, sounds like a lot of recap and a lot of, like, retail crap, but, um... So let's wrap this up with some holiday wishes. I wish everybody a safe um, travel, safe adventure to wherever you are going to spend your holidays, to wherever you're going to spend your Christmas or, again, your holidays. Um, safe travels to wherever you may be going. Um, for the people back in Washington, Please be safe. You guys have had some crazy, crazy weather. A tornado ripped through my hometown, actually. So, yeah, I'm originally from Port Orchard, Kidsap County, um, Washington. So, born and raised South Kidsap alumni. Woots! Go Wolves! So, for all of those that have found themselves at the mercy of mother nature and the elements um, in California, those suffering from the fires. I wish you guys all the best and I wish um, that you all remain safe and continue to be safe for those back in my hometown that had the first tornado that I think we've ever had in like years, years, years or ever. Um, I wish you all safe and I'm so sorry that this happened this close to the holiday season. Everybody, you guys are pulling together as a community, but then again, I always knew that we, we did and we do whenever tragedy strikes because it is still a small enough community, so which is awesome. And there is still that feel of community, so and just be safe. Like, I hope everybody's holidays are exactly what you want and that you hope for. 
Um, and if they're not, that you at least find some joy out of it. And I really hope that coming into this new year that I can continue on with this podcast, um, that it does grow, that it does reach more people and that I get more focused and hopefully less ranty and more, more guests. Of course, that's always fun because I don't like listening to myself talk a lot, just to myself. Um, Aaron definitely will be on again and again. <clears throat> so, and hopefully, like that was my first time. This is my first time doing this. I know I said that I wouldn't like repeat myself, but it is the first time that I've been, that I've done a podcast. And it's my first time podcasting and it was my first time having a guest. So, and I guess uh, like I, what I really want to try and do is keep it more conversational next time that I have a guest on, like have some bullet points and some topics, um, talking points on whatever topic we're covering. But yeah, I just would really, um, I hope that in the weeks, months to come that this podcast, um, grows and turns into something that everybody can enjoy. I know that it has actually really helped me a lot to get a lot of stuff off my chest and that it actually has helped me. It, it's pushed me to like not be so afraid and you know, just putting yourself out there. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing either, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. And that I've proven to myself time and time again, I faced one of my biggest fears and I hope that I continue to face one of my fears and just get myself out there. Come what may. So yeah. And I hope that it encourages and inspires people to face their fears as well. I'm not comfortable doing this at all, guys. I fucking look like a psycho talking to myself. One of my friends and neighbors was out walking their dog when I was recording one of my episodes because I was sitting outside freezing my butt off. Oh my gosh, it was so cold. But I was sitting out there smoking a cigarette and just talking to you guys and getting it recorded so I could get it out there and stay on stay on my schedule and adhere to the, the, um, goals and the, uh, the productivity that I put on myself. Like, so and, and I'll never forget, he was walking his dog and he just kind of looked over at me and it's like, he wanted to come over and say hi, but then he saw me holding my phone and it's like, I was talking. So he wasn't sure if I was on the phone. And then he kind of realized after a while that I was not talking to anybody but myself. So, so, oh, so, you know, it's, you do look like a crazy person and you feel like a crazy person. And then of course, whenever I listen to my episodes after I record them, I'm always like, oh man, what can I do? Like, I do listen to them to help make it better the next episode, the next go-round. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Again, we're only six episodes in, and this is, again, a very informal one. I'm sure you guys can hear, like, the flapping of, like, the laundry in the background. It definitely, like, I totally drank the rest of my soda 
And there was that awkward pause, but okay. Again, like I said, I'm folding laundry, so I'm still pretty new to this, and I'm glad, and I'm glad I'm facing my fears, and I'm glad that I'm able to get it out there, and that I actually just finally bit the bullet and did it. I jumped in instead of, because I'll research and research and research and research, and then just never do it, and so I'm glad that I researched, and then was like, you know what, no amount of research is going to fucking make me do this so may as well just get in get to it so I wish you and yours the same strength to do that and I wish everybody to find your tribe find the people that support you um have the grace and decency for the people that don't support you to just kind of look at them and go okay that's great that's you that's your opinion and you're entitled to it but this is what I want to do and it's not hurting anybody and it's not affecting anybody negatively. So, and I've got my people that will support me through this and help me along on this journey. So yeah, just continue doing you and, and I wish everybody the strength to do it. So on that note, I'm getting screamed at because Anchor only allows you to record for a maximum of 60 minute segments. And I wanna do, I want to try to keep this on track. So, got like three minutes left before I hit that hour mark and then I have to like do the whole stop and do like a little interlude and then continue recording. But, um, so on that note, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I've got no problem saying Merry Christmas. Because in the U.S. it is a national holiday and I support our national holidays. And Christmas, a lot of our beloved Christmas songs were actually written by Jewish Americans. Because they also, this is their country and even though they do Hanukkah, it usually coincides with Christmas. So, there you go. And I think it's actually pretty awesome that I didn't know that. That they wrote a lot of um, our beloved holiday songs. Such as... I'm dreaming of a white Christmas or a white Christmas. Yeah. So anyways, um, again, like I said, you can follow us on Facebook at Displaced Underdogs Podcast. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram. The handle name is displaced.under.dogs. Twitter, the handle is um, at under underscore pod. And again, apparently, or check us, check out our Patreon. If you want a shout out and never get one, or you just enjoy the shout outs, um, I got you. If you want to pick a topic for an episode, I got you as well. And if you want to catch the newest episode, follow us where podcasts are posted up and shared and distributed. Um, I know that we are for sure on Anchor because again, this is how I record and it is awesome. And if you really want to get into podcasting, I encourage you. This is like one of the best ways this for me anyways, because it's more streamlined. And again, I'm a mom of three. I work a full-time job. So Anchor is one of the best ones that I found to do this. And no, this is not sponsored by Anchor. I just, this is how I record my podcasts and this is how I do it. 
But you can follow us on Anchor. You can follow us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and now Apple Podcasts. Oh my gosh, that's right, guys. I have officially made it to Apple Podcasts. I'll never forget when that notification hit my phone last week and I just about screamed and peed my pants. Like, I was at work and I was like, ah, it was kind of like one of those good feelings because it's like, I made it. But yeah, you can follow us now on Apple Podcasts as well. So as always, be safe. And again, have a very happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Um, I, my next podcast, or my next episode will be like mom messages. So where we're going to go or I'm going to talk about perfect versus real parenting and parenting heading into the new year and some of the things that I've got coming up for me and my family and some of the things that I want to see better, uh, things that I want to get better at and things I want to do better at, things that didn't go so well this year that can go better next year, such as like some of my holiday tips and advice and some of my birthday tips and advice. So, yeah. As, so if you're looking forward to that, that'll be one of my more mom family episodes. And again, I'll try and keep my rants in check. But until then, be safe and thank you for turning in, uh, for tuning in. Be safe and thank you for tuning in. As always, I'm your host, Morgan, and I hope that you guys have a happy holiday. That next podcast will come out after Christmas.